Hello, everybody, and welcome to my podcast, Sitting Around the Horn. I'm your host, Silas Demery Jr. You are listening to my very first episode. Let me start off by telling you what I hope to accomplish from this podcast. I welcome open, transparent, inclusive conversations with diverse guests here to share in real life conversations around sports, entertainment, politics, health, and fitness. I want us to learn from one another and begin to appreciate what we have in common and value our differences. I want to create a space that creates self-awareness and self-reflection. Let's dive in. I have two guests with me, my beautiful mother, Shantae Demery, and my supportive father, Silas Demery Sr. Hello, and I am so glad that you are able to join me. Hello, thanks for having me. Hey, man, thanks for having us. In the first segment, I want to share with both of you what I've learned thus far in my sports entertainment marketing class taught by Mr. Eric Kane. Sure. First, we have the career choices. There are three choices when it comes to sim, which are sports marketing, entertainment marketing, and event marketing. Wow. Three amazing choices. Awesome. Secondly, we have event marketing, which is involves entertainment to develop, promote, and distribute goods and or services to satisfy the wants and needs of customers. Then we have branding. It is a marketing practice in which a company creates a name, symbol, or design that is easily identifiable identifiable as belonging to the company. Then we have endorsements, which are a form of advertising that uses famous personalities or celebrities who command a high degree of recognition. I like that one. (laughs) Then we have naming rights, which is a financial transaction and form of advertising whereby a corporation or other entity purchases the right to name a facility or event. Then we have licensing, which is renting or leasing of an intangible asset. Then we have marketing data, which is data that refers to information used to improve products slash services, sales, promotion, pricing, distribution, and branding. Lastly, we have primary and secondary data. Primary data is information collected through original or firsthand research. Secondary data is information which has been collected in the past by someone else. I know this seems like a lot of content, but it's some really good information. You guys have covered... A lot of information in how many? Six, eight weeks? Six, eight weeks, man. That's a lot of content, man. It sounds like you learned a lot. Yes, yes, we are. Um, Now transitioning to two major topics in the sports and marketing world. First, we have um, our players taking a knee during the national anthem. So lately, there's been a lot of buzz about athletes taking a knee, which people aren't liking some. Some people want athletes to just shut up and dribble or just shut up and play the game, which I believe some athletes won't do because they have a very valid opinion of what they think is going on in the world. What do you guys think? So I'll start off by saying um, I think it's awesome that the NBA has taken this stance. I'm sure they're in a place where um, this isn't as important to all owners, but the fact that um, Adam Silver took that space Um, And the stance to just recognize the fact that, you know, this is really all about social justice. And I think that's really important. It's an amazing first step. Um, Again, I'm sure not every NBA owner was enthusiastic about um, even just having the Black Lives Matter on the court. But to be able to take that stance and support the players, I think, is um, overwhelmingly surprising for a league that's even predominantly played by black athletes. So I think it was an amazing first step. Yeah, I think it's a great idea, man, that these athletes are using their platform to speak for the little man that can't speak for themselves. 
a lot of people out here that don't have a voice. Those guys are seen every day on this TV and out in the advertisement. And they're using their power to speak for those of us that cannot speak. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a great thing that they're doing. I mean, you, you can't tell them just to shut up and play the game. I mean, they're there more than that year. They're still human beings because anytime, any place, they all could be arrested and be treated just like George Floyd or Breonna Taylor or anybody else who's been killed by the police officers. Yeah, and I'll just add to that that, you know, hopefully from this movement, we'll, we'll have deeper conversations about police reform, voting rights. It, it's a bit more than just words on a court. Yeah, I and mean, we're talking about police reform. We're talking about police to be able to come and help. And when we're talking about help. We're not talking about coming in with just brute force. Come in and see what's the problem. And then try conversations, to, right? And then try to deal with it that see way from, instead of... Instead like of, seeing it from our point of view. Right. Instead right. of having to come in with just force and say, oh, listen, listen. And it's sometimes we as... as I'm a teacher myself, so we, we try to fix the problem right now. And that's not what it's all about. Sometimes we have to just listen. Listen mm-hmm. and hear what's going on active and then listening. try to react. Yeah, that active listening. Um, and, and, you know, in a in a good bit of this type of conversation, you know, I, I don't think empathy is the only thing that we're looking for. Um, again, we've had the conversation that, you know, no one really wants revenge. They just want justice. And, and it's a deeper conversation. It's deeply um, rooted and it's a problem that we need to make a conscious effort to solve. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And also I see people are like complaining about people saying black lives matter. I don't think people are really understanding what people are saying when it comes to that. People are saying black lives matter because they matter now. They're not saying that white lives in any other color lives doesn't matter. They're just saying that black lives matter right now and we're the ones that need help. Right. Yeah. It, it matters. A- black lives matter just as much as anybody else's life. We're all matter. equal. And if black if black lives does not matter, no lives should matter. But we're just saying black lives matter because we feel like we're the ones being targeted so much. So we're trying to make say, look, let's stop it. Mm-hmm. Let's stop it and deal with the issue at hand and treat us equally. That's all we're asking. We're not asking for a handout or anything. Just treat us equally. Yeah, and I don't think anybody's looking for revenge um, at all. I think we're just, again, just looking for equality. Just equality. Mm-hmm. Be treated as, uh, say... I'm a African American male. I want to be treated equally as a Caucasian male would be, yeah. or or either female. But what I will tell you is, in having these conversations with young people like you that are very open minded, that are very optimistic, um, I am very hopeful. What about you? Don't you feel a sense of hope when you sit down and talk to this next generation? They are definitely dialed in. You guys seem to be well engaged with social rights. The things that you see. I mean, it's a new day, and I am very hopeful. Yeah, I am too. I see that in this movement, there's a lot of young people that are out there protesting. You see diverse crowds. Very diverse crowds. So that, that, that does give me a sense of hope that, you know, a change is going to come. Mm-hmm. We're hoping a change comes sooner right. than later. Yeah, you guys are definitely dialed in. You You create a level and a sense of hope. Um, and you do, you see very diverse groups. You see, I mean, you just see, it, it's amazing what we've seen. It definitely. really is. It's definitely, definitely, it's a good thing. 
and you to guys see are moving those the overwhelmingly all the in every city. Yeah. Every city, every state. Well, it's people almost are global now. Yes. People are talking worldwide. About this. Mm-hmm. So we we really think it's getting it, but I think some people are trying to let it die down and sweep it under the rug. But it, no, we got to keep this movement going. Yeah, I think again, in talking about this movement, I think we're beyond it being a moment, and it is truly a movement. A movement. Mm-hmm. So the next thing we're going to talk about are the NBA playoffs and how they have the how they are having the playoffs played in a bubble in Disney in Orlando, Florida. So imagine <laughs> right how we went for months with no sports and. You know, if you go back to 9-11, if you look at some major things that have impacted our country, you know, sports is a big thing that brings people together. There's something about sports where you let all of those dynamics that are outside forces that would tend to be wrong or indifferent. When you sit down and and sports are involved, you don't think about it. You don't. Those those very um, biased Thoughts don't come I in. Mean, it's sports. It's a common language that we all speak. All so right. we went through a period where we the, saw how much we needed sports. Like so, football live, ended. We didn't have a Super Bowl. Basketball was in the thick of it. Um, it exactly. was just sports. Like we went through the baseball season. We went through a lot of downtime where sports that would have normally, you know, pulled everyone together just didn't happen. So I think a bubble was crazy when we started talking about the possibility. But that was with a warm welcome. We were like, bubble and all, bring it. Right. And then they had to adjust when bringing all the people, all the players, to one coast. So you're saying you're bringing the West Coast athletes to the East Coast. And now you're trying to set this thing up like the playoffs started at 930 tonight. Mm -hmm. 930, which would be 630 West Coast time. So trying to give that West Coast people a, a sense of... Being included in the bubble, just not on the East Coast, but making them feel like, hey, we all included. So it, planning the bubble has has definitely been challenging, but I've I heard that they brought in a, about 300 miles of cable to wow. make this thing work in the bubble. So think about logistics. Nobody's booking air, you know, flights, mm-hmm. hotels. Um, I, I would imagine the cities, and I don't know how they're making it work, but... You know, the games, the vir- I mean, even seeing virtual, virtual people in the stands. stands yeah. Right. It's been a it's been a very um interesting, if you will, moment. I've enjoyed it though. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely been something to behold and to see the games being played without fans and seeing how the athletes are really getting themselves up and pumped up to kind of make like they have fans in and having them pipe in the noise and yeah. sounds of having fans in the stadium, I think it's cool too. But it's still not having real fans in the stands. And just even seeing the coaches in masks. Like, what What are your thoughts? You're an athlete. Um, what What does that look like to you? Um, it's, it's a new look. It's a new day. What does it feel like? So, like, seeing coaches in masks is like, I've been to a few tournaments since COVID. So, like, seeing coaches, it's, it's kind of weird because, like, sometimes you can't understand what the coach is saying sometimes. But you have to play through that because... Like you just have to. Mm-hmm. It's it's a new thing. You just gotta you have to get over it. Yeah, it's a new day. Yeah, definitely a new day, a new time, a new era, new new mm-hmm. that we all have to get used to as parents. Because even when high school basketball season start, you guys might be in a bubble yourself. They're talking about college basketball being in a bubble, so they're moving, having bubbles throughout the whole United States. So that that's gonna be something interesting. 
Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan in the stands type mom. Um, very hands on, very vocal. Um, so we'll see. I'm looking forward to it though to see you guys on the court. Um, I can't wait for it. Um, so let's talk about some of the matchups that that are in the NBA, like some upsets or some teams you thought that were gonna lose. Who do you like? Who do y'all think was gonna win before like the playoffs started? So who was the big comeback team, right? That was down three. The well, the big team was the Nuggets, but everybody was rooting for the Blazers because they got in since like they've been killing everybody since the bubble started. Wow. But like the Blazers, the Lakers knocked them off. I ran to that juggernaut, man. A D and L B J. Yeah. Well, you also look at Miami Who's sleeper right the against. Side. But Boston. that was my pick. I picked Miami to be in but the finals. Boston definitely had the talent, though. Young, young, but, but having Jimmy Butler changed really the whole dynamic. Well, I mean, even even before those matchups, the, per, the team that was supposed to come out of the East was the Bucks. It was supposed to be the Bucks, uh, but when Guinness got hurt, it, it kind of set set the uh, heat up. I mean, you can't really. See, he's even though he's a superstar for that team, you still have other all stars and superstars hey, on that you team. Play, you get paid to play the game. They didn't show up. Yeah. But let's fast forward, though. Who's playing tonight? We have the Lakers and the Heat playing tonight. For the finals. Okay, so we're in the... What are your your win predictions? I have Lakers in five. Oh, man. I think it's going seven. Who do you have in seven? I I have the Lakers in seven because I am a Laker fan. I am a Laker fan, but I think the way Miami's been playing these last few um, games, it, it's tough to just say they're going to get swept by the Lakers. I, so I think. so I'll give them a, a, a Lakers in five, too. Um, and some of this dynamics, again, being in a bubble, right, we would give whoever the home team is a game or two, right? right. Having the home team court advantage. And they would either try to steal a game. Right, they so were... not the yeah, you don't have original. Norm, right? You don't have that. So they, they supposedly have changed the court up. So the courts uh, should look different for the West for the, the finals. The field will look different. So okay. hopefully, um, yeah, we'll uh, see. I, I, I'm still gonna stick with my prediction: Lakers in seven. All right, I'm I'm taking Lakers in five. Who's your MVP? My MVP, um, it's either gonna be between AD or LeBron. Who's your MVP? Uh jeez. Can there be a co? Can they? Be co MVP. Yeah, they have they have the it's two, have they have seen. they have they have two trophies. Like in the past, LeBron has won the like the big MVP, but it's a smaller trophy. And D Wade has won the other one. So I mean, okay. they'll both be an MVP. We'll just see who gets each one. Okay. No, I I don't recall that. I have to look that up. All right, we'll see. Um. Lastly, we're going to talk about talk about a few questions people have like. What are some of the things that people can do to promote other people? So, when you say people promoting other people, are you saying in the industry of promoting? Are you saying, like, um, I guess, sponsorship and promoting? Yeah, like, how can, like, those big companies like Gatorade, Nike, and Jordan can promote, like, their athletes or they'll promote, like, rappers or, like... Clothing, that do that too. Right? Yeah, because that's a big influence. Um, I'm not a Gatorade drinker, but oftentimes, you know, Daddy and I may talk about working out and fitness. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I think about is maybe if I go get a Gatorade, we can turn into Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle mm-hmm. Union and work out, right? Right. So 
I think it's imagery, right? That's not that funny, but that's serious for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that Gatorade, that's that imagery and influence mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, I, I got this. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at some really profound conversations um, and commercials around like Nike and endorsing. To me, I see that black athletic movement that you'll mm-hmm. see. Um, there's a few powerful commercials that I've watched with Nike where it's almost no talking at all and you just see action. pictures yes like there was a recent one that they had like they had men on one side and women on the other or they had us they had caucasian people or any skin color on one side and a different one on the other yeah. so they basically had women women and men combined through each things basically yeah so what i will say is i, I think that imagery and and that brand recognition is is definitely influential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So I want to say in closing, I want to say thank you so much for your time. This has been awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to our next podcast. You can follow me on social media. On Twitter, There, you can follow me on Silas underscore Demery Jr. And on Instagram, you can follow me at Silas Demery Jr. Thanks for having us. Yes, enjoyed it.